You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. What's up, everybody? Thanks for joining us today. My name is Ken Swanson. This is the AP Laboratory. It's the Game Preview Edition. It feels like it's kind of come up on us pretty quick. It was just one extra day for Monday Night Football, but man, the schedule is a little bit off. But we're excited to talk about a game that is a pretty big deal. This is a good football team coming in to Kansas City, and it's coached by one of the greatest coaches, if not the greatest coach in the history of the world. We'll, we'll see what happens to Andy here. Uh, but big game coming up and uh, here to talk about the New England Patriots and get you ready for this football game is my dear pal, Furt. And find him on Twitter at Chief in Carolina. It's not first. It's just me and him, Matthew Lane. What's up, my friend? I'm doing well. Yeah, unfortunately, Craig Stout today, he's off carrying, I think, some buckets of water to a village or something like that in a third world country. He's trying to save them from COVID and starvation and dehydration. So he's just doing great things like the Renaissance man is known to do. But myself, I'm with Kent. This this Monday night game right now is really throwing me off. I feel like I am rolling a day behind where I normally would be right now. So it's fun to start looking at this uh, Patriots team, this New England Patriots team coming in. I think you can see from Bill Belichick's press conference, he put on a polo. He means <laughs> business. Bill put on a polo. Yeah, the sweatshirt did not make an appearance in the press conference. He was He means all business. He is just focused on the best team in the world who just got done dismantling who everyone was fawning over for the all entire off season at their house. Uh, we got three storylines on offense and defense. That's how we do it on the game previews. And we always start on offense because offense is what's important. Really? It's, it's, it's all that matters in this world, especially when Mahomes is on your team. And I think the first thing we need to talk about offensively for this team is controlling the tempo of the game and controlling the tempo of the game from the start. This is a situation, uh, a team that has put the Chiefs in a tough spot the last couple times they've played. Not not as much the last time. The Chiefs kind of controlled it because they got out ahead a little bit. But New England likes to control the tempo. They like to kind of do what the Titans have tried to do. You know, Think about the 2018 AFC Championship game. The last time the New England Patriots were able to successfully beat this football team, what was it built around? It was built around uh, tough man coverage. It was built around playing with a tempo to try to keep the Kansas City Chiefs offense off the field. It's important for the Chiefs to start fast, score early, and put the Patriots in a different game script. As long as if the Chiefs come out and start like they did against the Ravens, there's not a single team in the NFL that's really going to put the Chiefs behind the eight ball. Even if the Ravens were able to somewhat keep pace with the Chiefs, as long as the Chiefs are within that one score or right there, they're feeling comfortable, they're feeling good, they know they have the confidence, they know they can hit the big plays to make up, they can make up anything from behind, but as long as they come out and start hot, there's no way to allow another defense or the opposing offense to kind of get into rhythm. 
That's something the Chiefs have been pretty good about this year. I mean, they started a little slow versus the Chargers, but they just stayed right there in the game for most of it. And I think with this Patriots team, I think what you're going to see is the Chiefs are going to come out. They're going to come out with some good stuff again. They're going to come out trying to jump on them pretty early. I think that keeps the Patriots defense kind of honest. And one thing the Chiefs really have going for them this season, I think you've seen them play with tempo too, whether it be going quick or getting up to the line of scrimmage and then stalling it out. But as far as time of possession, they've done a good job of having long sustained drives this year. They're still taking their shots downfield. They're still looking for the big play, but they've had multiple, you know, seven, eight, nine minute drives these first couple weeks, and they look like they're sustainable. They're not just slogging out three, four yards at a time. They'll pick up 10, 15 yards and then maybe have to go through all three downs, but they've done a good job controlling the clock a little bit more this year. It hasn't been all boom or bust thus far, and I think it'll be really useful to do that against the Patriots. If you keep them off the field a little bit, if you can keep their defense on the field, their offense off, you put a lot of pressure on an offense that doesn't have a ton of rhythm at all times. You just have to make sure that you're converting touchdowns and not field goals when you do kind of try to operate like that with those long sustained drives. Because what you don't want it to happen is it become a six possession each game, similar to what happened in 2018 because your margin for error does reduce. So I think as long as you're converting your touchdowns, whatever, it doesn't matter. Just get a couple of touchdowns early on the board and good things are going to happen. Uh, what they're hoping... Well, that's important because I was just going to say, I think that's important because both these offenses are good in the red zone. Both the Chiefs and the Patriots offense have been really good in the red zone. So if you are going to slog down there, whether you're, you know, you're the Chiefs, if you score in three minutes with a touchdown, it's not that big of a deal. Same with any offense, really. But you do got to convert these touchdowns because the Patriots, they are going to try to control the clock. And if they get to the red zone, which is kind of where the Chiefs defense really likes to put the clamps on when they play most offenses, they're really good at converting in those situations. So a Patriots 10-minute drive ending in a touchdown is something that's hard to deal with if you're not scoring points yourself. I'll come back to the to the Patriots red zone here in a little bit. Uh, one of the other things that this offense is going to have to kind of keep an eye on is, is this new front seven. In New England, there's a lot of new names, but the man calling the plays behind him is uh, is still pretty special. I don't know how much uh, New England defense you've watched so far this year, Kent, but uh, that front seven looks slow. Very. You think you think the Chiefs linebackers or even defensive line, whatever you want to say, are slow? Flip on any Patriots game right now. Those guys are not. Those guys are not moving at all. They have been beat to the edge by teams that run relatively power run schemes that aren't trying to get their speed on the outside. I think it's even worse. They lost some girth up the middle from last season. I mean, not having Dante Hightower is huge. That's a big loss for that defense. He makes a lot of stuff go. But they're not particularly stout up the middle like they usually are. They usually have a very big front seven, maybe lacking a little speed. But this year, they're they're even slower with less girth up the middle. I think that's an area where the Chiefs should take advantage of if the Patriots try to play a lighter personnel group, which it makes sense to do against the Chiefs. That front seven, I don't think, is ready to stop the Chiefs' run game in any way, shape, or form. I was watching some of their drops too. Uh, it it in coverage and it was it was ugly. I mean, these guys. It looks very similar. You're right. It looked very similar to the Chiefs trying to drop in coverage. 
But without the IQ, like as much as we like to pile on the Chiefs linebackers, you can tell some of them most of the time are thinking through things very well. The Patriots linebackers don't have a ton of experience. Like they don't have that same level of football knowledge and they move just as slow, if not slower. It's a rough position to watch right now. Yeah, it's a it's a rough group just across the board. There's just not a ton of talent. Um, Chase Winovich, I think, has shown a few things here and there. But I mean, they got guys like John Simon playing. I how is John Simon still in the National Football League? Um, there's some older dudes in this in this front. Uh, there, but I mean, you got to keep an eye on Chase Winovich. I think he's actually played pretty well. He's pro- he might be the best player right now in that front seven at this point. Uh, just looking just looking at this group right now. Um, I'd be curious to see if, if the Patriots aren't going to just try to play with even boxes though, and just let the chiefs try to run and try to go big on big and just see what happens. Uh, because that might be one of the strategies that they're going to try to employ to slow this passing offense down. And speaking of that passing offense, our third storyline, the coverage, the coverage conundrum, Maddie, as you so aptly put it. There's a lot to look. There's a lot to figure out here. What are they going to do in coverage? Well, here's the thing. The Patriots defense, I think, one, it is the coverage scheme is more varied than what the Baltimore Ravens do, and the blitz packaging is as equally as exotic. Maybe Baltimore's is a little better, but essentially both teams run the similar styles of defense. They're aggressive. They like the blitz, play man coverage behind it. The Patriots and the Ravens don't have great four-man pass rushes. They get a lot of pressure from confusing offenses and then playing good, tight man coverage behind it. We saw how well that worked for the Ravens. You blitz Patrick Mahomes at your own risk because it's just a, it is a death sentence most of the time. The Patriots have had some luck in the past actually confusing Mahomes with some simulated pressures and throwing blitzes in from different areas, mixing up the coverage behind it. But he usually starts to figure it out as the game goes on. And I think what you saw last week was just perfect blitz pickup from Mahomes in terms of calling protections and knowing where to go. If that's the next step in evolving his game, like I don't know if the Patriots can rely on that formula. They might have to drop the man-to-man coverage aspect, which they do have the horses in the stable to do it, but you can't ask these cornerbacks for any cornerbacks in the NFL to cover the Chiefs wide receivers for five to six seconds, and I think that's what'll happen if the Patriots aren't blitzing behind it. This is an extremely old secondary. Uh, they have, well, the starting safeties, Adrian Phillips and Terrence Brooks, 29 and 30 years old. Starting, They got both McCourty twins, or 28 and 29 years old. The, the McCourty twins, both out there. Stephon Gilmore, 30 years old. That's an older group. That's an experienced group. A lot of adaptability there. That's, a, that's an advantage for Bill Belichick because he can ask these guys to run anything he wants. So if Bill wants to be adaptable and kind of do some things specifically for the Chiefs, he's got a good communicating back end with a lot of experience and a lot of reps under the belt. That could be a valuable tool as the as the New England Patriots kind of try to navigate this and figure out a game plan for this team. I would try, I think I would I think I'd probably zone it up uh if I were them and I'd I'd I wouldn't be rushing many and I honestly I would be inviting the Chiefs to run the football. I think that could be an interesting tactic and tighten up in the red zone. Force them to run the football. 
But yeah, and where the Patriots, and Bill Belichick especially, I do think that while Bill Belichick wants to run his defense, he's more than willing to adapt to what an offense is going to do. He's he always does more, for the biggest games. Yeah, he's a lot more adaptable than Wink Martindale, who's a fantastic defensive coordinator, is he's going to do, Wink is going to do his defensive play no matter what, as we've seen the last three times they've played the Chiefs. Bill Belichick will change things up. He will mix it up. I just, if they do decide to go with the Chargers game plan, the dropping seven into coverage, just having four men rush, I don't think that Dietrich Wise and Chase Winovich, who I like both players, they're solid players, I just don't think they're going to have the success that Bosa and Ingram did. I just they won't. Don't know where, yeah, I just don't know where the pressure is going to come from. So you're going to end up with... Jonathan Jones chasing Tyree Kill for five seconds. You're going to get Stephon Gilmore on Watkins for five seconds. I mean, who are you going to put on Travis Kelsey? Rookie Kyle Duger? I mean, I, I don't know what the plan is. Now, one thing I did want to ask you, if the Patriots play man-to-man coverage, which they've done in the past against the Chiefs, what do you think the matchups are going to be? I think Sammy's going to get Stephon Gilmore. I think, I think that's probably the move i don't know because i mean and then they're gonna just give whoever's guarding tyree kill help and with a slower jones is who's been in the past with a slower secondary yeah with a slower secondary and with an an aging secondary you probably give him help jonathan jones is actually kind of young but i could see jonathan jones getting some help there too kyle duggar on travis kelsey you're probably right there you're probably right there it's probably kyle duggar trying to take on that maybe mix in some joe williams He's a guy that, you know, two, he was a rookie last year, 6'2", 200-pound corner, not the fastest guy, but hip fluidity and decent change of direction for a man his size. I think that's probably who you're looking at. And then it doesn't matter who's guarding Demarcus Robinson. He's going to drop it anyway. Well, so when I, yeah, I would even contend the Patriots... Not best corner, because Gilmore's still the best corner, but J.C. Jackson, he's a stud. He's really, really good. So they've used him against Travis Kelsey in the past, and it's been up and down results. Like when the ball's thrown to Kelsey, if Jackson's on him, Kelsey That's can, his garden, McColl. <laughs> Kelsey can beat him up at the catch point because he's, you know, he's still a corner, but he's got the athleticism to kick around. So I'm just, I am interested to see what the Patriots do. I do know earlier this year, it's against Seattle. JC Jackson was not a full-time player. They put Jason McCourty, the not as good McCourty twin out there on the field over JC Jackson at times, and it cost them some touchdowns. So you see Jason McCourty get out there, whether it's on McColl, whether it's on Tyree Kill, whoever it's going to be, I would go at him pretty frequently. And besides that, exploit Travis Kelsey or Tyree Kill. Whoever's not getting the bracket coverage that play, you got to find him. I mean, the Patriots got beat deep a lot against Seattle. And like that's the game I was kind of looking at to try to comp closest to. I mean, there's not really a great comp, but like Seattle with their ability to challenge down the field is probably the best. And it did not go well for those olds. Well, so you gotta, oddly, they put Stefan Gilmore on DK Metcalf because he usually does really good against bigger receivers like that. But DK Metcalf's speed terrified Stefan Gilmore. It's so like that's why I don't that's why I agree with you. I don't think Gilmore is gonna take the Hill matchup. I don't think he wants to deal with that speed whatsoever. I think it makes sense to, to put him on to put him on Sam Watkins, hope you shut him down, and then go get him help or go get help to whoever's trying to guard Tyree Kill. I think Kyle Duggar and Joan Williams, they're both guys that have unique athleticism size to potentially try to try to match up against Travis Kelsey. It's a matter of picking your poison. It's all it's just with everything. It's a matter of what do I what am I going to risk? 
it's all about risk management when you're trying to defend the Chiefs. So you got to say, okay, do I think, would I rather risk a rookie trying to guard Travis Kelsey? Would I rather risk a slow guy trying to guard uh, McCole Hardman? You know, like it's just these kind of questions you got to ask yourself. And it's a, there's no right answer. It's going to be fascinating to watch. Uh, but this this is going to be an interesting thing. Uh, players to watch, Maddie. Who you got? So we've spent this whole time talking about you know the wide receivers and tight ends. My player to watch is Clyde Edwards-Helaire. And I think it kind of came up a little bit when we were talking about New England has this new front seven, not particularly big, not particularly fast. I think anytime you get Clyde Edwards-Helaire one-on-one with any of those players in the hole or racing to the edge, he has an advantage. I think they're going to struggle to take him down. Like Kent said, I think the Patriots are going to play a little bit lighter in the box. They're going to try to match the Chiefs' numbers and force them to run the ball. I think Clyde Edwards-Helaire is more than capable of making them pay. And when the Chiefs do drop back the pass, we're talking about where the Patriots may be aligned pretty well against the Chiefs in coverage. You're hearing us talk about some double teams and stuff like that. There's not a single player on their roster that I could pick out to cover Clyde Edwards-Helaire out of the backfield besides maybe one of those safeties that we've already put in coverage on someone else. So him matched up with those linebackers or starting safety Adrian Phillips, that's a mismatch all day. So I think this actually could be Clyde Edwards-Helaire's biggest game, I mean, even eclipsing that Houston Texans game to start the season. I think I think that could be on a volume perspective too, like we kind of talked about. For sure. Uh, mine's Sammy Watkins. Sammy Watkins is a one Patriots game removed, or two. One or, I don't know how the math works on that. He, two games ago that they played in the AFC Championship game, Sammy Watkins was outstanding. Uh, and he's been he's received the Stephon Gilmore attention. They've just tried to lock him up uh, with Stephon Gilmore and give help to everybody else. And Sammy Watkins has done pretty well against Stephon Gilmore. If that's the case again, Sammy Watkins could be due again for another big game. I think it's in the realm of possibility if the Patriots are indeed going to try to play a lot of man coverage this this week uh, against the Chiefs. Keep an eye on Sammy Watkins if you do see the Patriots indeed trying to play a lot of man. We'll gonna we'll take a break. We'll be back with the defensive side of the ball right after this. All right, we are continuing our game preview. Time to talk about the defensive side of the football. And we'll start with this. If you're going to beat the Cam Newton-led New England Patriots, you got to stop the power run game, Matty. Yeah, so with Craig Stout not here today, I had to put on my uh, Renaissance Man hat. I had to dial up, start looking at the uh, Patriots' upcoming offense a little bit before we got on this podcast here. And uh, first thing that jumps out to me, the Patriots' run game, like the Ravens, they rely heavily on the run game. It's an entirely different type of run game. They aren't trying to hit you with misdirection and beat you to the sideline with speed. They're not always trying to confuse you. Yes, they will throw in some misdirection, but they're not always trying to confuse you. They want to take the football and run it straight down your throat with their massive quarterback or Sony Michelle, who is the athletic rival of Anthony Hitchens at the running back position. Like that is what <laughs> they want Which to is do. Which is sad. On the Sony Michelle's knee injury that he underwent, it, oh. it took so much athleticism away from him. It's so he, sad. 
always looks like the worst athlete on the field. Even during his good games, he just looks like the worst athlete to be on the field. It, it is sad. Uh, but the Chiefs are going to have to stop that power run game, whether it's quarterback power, which the Patriots are going to do plenty when you get down towards the red zone or on third and shorts, whether it's just going to be the power run game, gap scheme stuff coming right at you. Those interior defensive tackles that played really well last year or last week, the linebackers that were making plays, they got to be ready because the Patriots aren't going to try to fake a jet sweep and then run behind something else and then get the ball going back to the left. They are going to take their blockers. They are going to shove them up into the middle of the line and they are going to follow it with big backs. You have to be ready to deal with that if you're the Chiefs defense or we're going back to that first point on offense. You're going to lose that time of possession battle and you're going to be playing from behind. Thank you for mentioning the time of possession because this is where I was going to jump in and kind of talk about the Patriots in the run game, the Patriots in the red zone, uh, and the P- Patriots attempting to stop the run or to not to stop the offense of the Chiefs. My apologies. Cam Newton is a guy that can afford the, the Patriots the opportunity to go for more fourth downs. And I could see this being a game where Bill Belichick is aggressive on fourth down because he has a, a battering ram for a quarterback who can convert those short yardage plays. This feels like a week where you've got to be real mindful of, of Cam Newton here on fourth downs because I think it's I think you're gonna see more than you want. I think uh, that they're gonna they're gonna dial his name up a lot and it's they're gonna force this defense to bring him down. Uh, so look for that on short yardages on fourth downs. I think this is a way that the, that Bill Belichick tries to manage this game is being ultra aggressive on fourth downs, especially if any fourth and short you get. I think you're gonna see the Patriots go for it. Uh, when they're throwing the football, storyline number two, the cornerbacks. They're going to get challenged this week. Maybe not with the most talented receivers, but they're going to get some balls thrown their way, and it's going to be down the field, I think, Matty. Cam Newton is not afraid to sit in the pocket. Cam Newton's plenty comfortable sitting in the pocket and throwing the ball deep downfield. That against that shootout against Seattle a couple weeks ago, that's exactly what they did in the second half to kind of bring it back to a game. Newton dropped back. He sat back there and he unreleased some beautiful passes downfield, mostly to Julian Edelman, but he was throwing it around to anybody that was open. So yeah, as if you start to creep up too many guys in the box, when your safeties all start to creep up, if your corners are taking a step forward, you know, peeking into the backfield to try to see if a run's coming, the Patriots will try to go over the top and they have a quarterback very capable of doing it. That said, and Kent already kind of alluded to it, this is a very poor wide receiver group. It's Julian Edelman and a bunch of random guys. And yeah, that includes first round pick and Keel Harry, who has just materialized into a second string tight end, essentially, on the field. I, these This wide receiver group should not scare you. You're going to be, you can put these guys into a one-on-one situation and that's completely okay. The next guy Nikhil Harry makes miss will be the first in the National Football League. I, it's just so he's been so underwhelming to this point and, and Julian Edelman's a thousand years old and I don't want to see him do the first down signal one time this week it is the most obnoxious thing in the National Football League and I genuinely hope he's gonna get his but let's, let's just not make it on first down please I don't want to see this I don't want to see this I don't, just don't let him get a first down please I just I can't stand it uh the next storyline, rattling Cam Newton. It can happen, Maddie. 
It absolutely can happen. Like I just said, Cam Newton will sit in the pocket a little bit. You can get pressure on him. Bringing him down is a different story, but you can speed up his clock a little bit in the pocket. He's got pretty good movement in the pocket. He's pretty aware of where pressure's coming from, but you can speed up his clock. And Cam Newton's shoulder isn't what it once was. He does have to put a little bit more effort. He's still got a strong arm, good touch, but he's got to put a little bit more effort into making all these throws. So if you get pressure on him, you can mess him up a little bit. And when you're out there and you're New England, you're trotting out Jermaine Illuminor and rookie Mike Onwinwu, on the offensive line, Chris Jones, Frank Clark, these other guys, Taco Charlton, they could have a field day here. This offensive line group is big. They're strong. Joe Thune is a very good player. The rest of the guys are big, strong, powerful players. When the Patriots drop back to pass, you should see a lot of pressure coming on them. Last year, Isaiah Wynn couldn't do anything to stop Frank Clark, and he's heads and tails better than their right tackle, Jermaine Illuminor. I just think that you could see a big game across the defensive line, and when, if you get into that shootout, if the Patriots are trying to throw the ball downfield and challenge you a little bit because you're stopping the run, you are going to need to make Cam Newton speed up that clock because he is a good enough quarterback. If he sits back there with all day to throw, he will hurt you deep over the top. He does have some kind of longer mechanics, too. I think I think they've lengthened out as, kind of to your point, They've lengthened out as he's gotten a little bit older because he does have to put more into his body in order to generate some of these power throws. And you can see it, um, and you've seen it over the last couple of years, um, really affect him because, or you're able to affect him if you kind of get into his lap. If you get him off schedule slightly with his mechanics as he's trying to throw the football, it's hard for him to throw the same kind of athletically as Patrick Mahomes can. It's it's a little bit more unique. So, you know, walk get him walking back. You know, walking back into the quarter or into the quarterback isn't going to necessarily be a bad thing this week either. You know, he'll sail some balls on you uh, just naturally. But if you can alter his mechanics a little bit with some pressure too, it's going to happen as well in that scenario as well. Uh, Maddie, players to watch. Who you got? I alluded to it once already, but I'm going to go ahead and bring it up now. And I think uh, Frank Clark is the guy that I'm watching this week. And not really even for the game. I think you just watch to see if his PFF score can actually drop <laughs> below 20 after this game. Even if he scores three defensive touchdowns, has 33 sacks, and cures COVID on the field, I wonder if he can get his PFF score below 20. But no, really, I think this is a great matchup for Frank Clark. He destroyed Isaiah Wynn last year. I already said Jermaine Illuminor is not anywhere close to as good as him. I think Frank Clark's actually playing really good football this year. He looks a little bit twitchier. He looks like he's moving and feeling better this season. So I think he could have a really big game here and the Chiefs are going to need him to. We talked about that power run game that New England likes. Some of those power runs, they're trying to squeeze up their off the C gap, up the B gap. That's right where Frank Clark can make a huge difference controlling these offensive tackles or these pulling players. I think he's in a unique position to make a lot of plays and then really affect the passing game. My guy is Chris Jones. Uh, we talked about rookie Michael Onwenu. That's a guy that if Chris Jones lines up over him, could have an absolute field day with him on uh, on third down. But I think part of this too is also he's got to get to third down. They got he's got to help this group by getting into a situation where he can rush the passer. The Patriots are really good at attacking undisciplined players and. In the early downs, Pat, Chris Jones has been pretty undisciplined last couple weeks. There's been some issues there. 
Uh, the Chiefs need him to play disciplined because they will get beat up a little bit if he isn't. So he can earn the right to rush the passer with some disciplined play on first and second down. And if that happens, he's going to have a field day rushing the passer, I believe. If they line him up over Michael Winwood, Shaq Mason's not bad. Joe Tooney is an outstanding offense, interior offensive lineman. Uh, but he can pick on the rookie. And he can get to Shaq Mason too, no doubt about it. Uh, I could see both Chris Jones and Frank Clark having a really good day, especially if the Chiefs can put the script into a come-from-behind script for the New England Patriots, forcing them to sling the ball around. Could be a lot of fun. Time for predictions, Matthew. What you got? I think the Chiefs are still going to be focused this week. I think they're still going to come out. They're still going to be trying to prove a point. I think the Patriots gave the Chiefs enough fits over the years that there is zero chance they take this particular game lightly. I think you're still getting that at least the A minus B plus level Andy Reid game plan and motivation from everybody. It's team specific game plan. I got the Chiefs offense scoring 34 points. The defense. I think it'll play well. I think the power run game, Cam Newton will get some plays over the top. The power run game of the Patriots will be effective. Just nowhere near enough to keep up with the Chiefs offense. So I got the Chiefs winning 34 to 25. I talked about how Monday Night Football just kind of threw our our whole week off at the beginning of this show. Um, You know, I don't think that's happening in the building, though, in Kansas City. You saw Patrick Mahomes shortly after their domination of the Baltimore uh, Ravens uh, who are still whining and crying on the team account about hold calls that they think they didn't get. Maybe they, maybe it would have been a game if if the chiefs had gotten called for a few more holes. I don't know, but it wasn't close. So it didn't matter. So shut up. Uh, sorry about that. There's the rant popped out for a second. That's just so dumb. I saw that this week. I was like, what are you doing? Anyways, uh, Monday night football throws some things off, but not for this football team. Patrick Mahomes was very focused shortly after the game on to the next he holds this football team accountable he is not going to let them fall off in a big big week for this football team if they can get through this one there's not too many other teams in the national football league that they're really on their schedule they're going to be able to give them a game uh buffalo here in a few weeks uh, but it this is a huge game for, for the prospects. Continue to hold that one-game lead that they have on Baltimore for the one seed. It's a big one. I got 31-20 Kansas City Chiefs. They come out focused. Patrick Mahomes doesn't let them fall off or play flat. This football team wins by the same score that they won the Super Bowl. That is going to do it for the AP Laboratory game preview thank you guys so much for listening be sure to check out the ap laboratory post game show shortly after the kansas city chiefs play the new england patriots on sunday nights we'll be back with that thank you all so much for listening we'll catch you later and make sure if it's a close game you add us on twitter for picking blowouts